1: you can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC, channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. We're in Second Corinthians chapter 10 if you have your Bibles, so if you have your Bibles, open them up, 2 Corinthians 10. Here in the next three chapters, if you are here last week, chapters 8 and 9 were about giving, and uh, we talked about that. And then here in chapters 10, 11, and 12, the Apostle Paul is addressing Wolves in sheep clothing, which, uh, you know, when he came to the church in Corinth, after he left, you know, there were people that came in and said, oh, who's Paul or whatever. And so they were saying negative things about the apostle Paul. And uh, so he asked them, he talks to them about that and asks, talks to them about repenting before he gets there. So let's pick it up in verse 1, First uh, Second Corinthians, Corinthians 10. It says, now I, Paul, myself, am pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who... In presence am lowly among you, but being absent am bold toward you so paul uh, as Paul is correcting them, he says that he 's pleading with them in meekness and gentleness to repent, and so he's, he, and that 's what we would say is he 's being polite and nice right he 's saying you need to repent of, of those things uh, in galatians six one he said, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness so God's desire is that if someone is, you know, straight off the path, that we come to them in a spirit of gentleness, that we are, as Paul's saying, meekness, gentleness. And, and Jesus is our example. And Jesus was, uh, you know, very gentle and meek with people uh, for a period of time. You know, he would, Jesus came preaching repentance, you know, which means to change direction from doing the wrong thing. But after some years, there were those that did not listen to Jesus' meek rebuke, and then Jesus was very stern with them. And you students of the Bible know that when they wouldn't receive it, uh, Jesus uh, stepped it up a little in his correction. To In Matthew 23, when he spoke to the Pharisees, he said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte. And when he is one, you make him twice as much the son of hell as yourself. Now, so uh, Jesus is speaking pretty boldly there, right? I mean, I don't know uh, who wouldn't be offended by that. Imagine if you came to church and someone said, you hypocrite, you make people twice as much the son of hell as you are, right? So Jesus was bold at times, but Paul is speaking to the church in Corinth and telling them that they need to repent of things they've been doing wrong. Verse two, he says, but I beg you that when I am present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend to be bold against some who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. So uh, apparently there were people in the church in Corinth who were envious of Paul, and they were accusing him of walking in the flesh. And you'd say, well, how does someone know if someone's walking in the flesh? For those of you who aren't students of the Bible, the Bible basically says that in the church, you're either walking in the Spirit you're following the Spirit, or you're walking in the flesh, which means you could be saved, you could be a Christian, but you're living a carnal life. And so you say, well, how do you know if someone's walking in the flesh? Well, it's good that you ask, because the Bible tells us in Galatians 5.19. He tells us, the works of the flesh are evident. And now he tells us. So if you're wondering whether someone is being led by God or being led by their carnal, sinful nature, well, here's the description in verse 19. He says, The works of the flesh, or or being carnal, uh, are adultery, you know, that's, uh, you know, when you're married, having sex with someone else, fornication, sex, uncleanness, lewdness, sexual immorality, idolatry, sorcery, which uh, the Greek word is pharmakia, which is, you know, illicit drug abuse, cocaine, heroin, marijuana, uh, hatred, contentions, and notice he says jealousy. So work of the flesh is jealousy. So if a Christian is being jealous of someone, are they walking in the Spirit, and is that of God, or is that of their carnal nature it's the flesh right because he tells us outbursts of wrath that means blowing up in anger right so uh if someone in your family blows up and yells at everybody and starts cursing is that led by the spirit or is that their fleshly carnal nature it's the flesh right so and it's good that he tells us this so we can be clear about it and he goes on to say uh, selfish ambition dissension heresy and notice verse 21 envy so if you're envying someone uh then that is uh, being in the flesh Obviously, murders, drunkenness, right? And so, if someone's getting drunk, uh, you know, drunkenness—that's uh, of the flesh, not of the spirit. Rivalries and the like, of which I told you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, we know that the Bible gives us a description of walking in the flesh. So, there were people in the church in Corinth that were saying to Paul, "Well, Paul, you're in the flesh." Now, Jesus spoke a lot about wolves in sheep's clothing, in Matthew seven fifteen. He said, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Now, what does that mean, come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves? Well, they come in and they act like they're a Christian. They talk like they're a Christian. They say, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise Jesus. But in reality, they're a wolf. They're just there to prey on people. And, uh, And that's been a thing from the beginning of the church, right? And he goes on to say in verse 16, you will know them by their fruit. So how do you know if someone is a wolf or a sheep, right? Uh, Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. So in other words, Christians are to be fruit inspectors. Now, we're not supposed to be judging someone's eternal salvation. We're not supposed to look at someone and say, well, that person, I think they're going to hell or you know, some people just sit straight up say go to hell, but that's, we're not supposed to do any of that, but we are to be fruit inspectors. In other words, just like if you go to Marsing in the summertime and you see a bunch of fruit trees, you should be able to tell the difference between an apple tree and a, you know, peach tree, right? I mean, if you live in Idaho, you ought to know that, right? And also, as a Christian, you ought to be able to look at a person's fruit in their life and say, yep, that's a sheep. Yep, that's a wolf, right? And, and so, uh, it's important for us to recognize that I think one of the misquoted verses in the entire Bible is don't judge, right? I mean, that's what everybody in the world knows. If they know nothing about the Bible and you say, I disagree with what you're doing, don't judge. The Bible says don't judge. Now, what the Bible's saying is don't judge saying that they're going to heaven or hell. But the Bible does say we should be fruit inspectors, right? And we should see, do you have rotten fruit? Are you in the flesh? or in the spirit, right? And so, uh, you know, so there are a lot of, over the years, a lot of weird doctrines and as jesus said you got to be watching out because there are people that come into church and act like they're really looking for the lord but they're really looking for a girlfriend right i remember when i first got saved that i uh you know i'd only been to church maybe two or three times in my life and a couple of my friends uh we were we went to a calvary chapel we're sitting in the back on sunday morning and the pastor says look if you're here just to..." pick up on girls, or get a girlfriend, you get up and relieve right now, because we're here to worship God. And my friend who's sitting next to me taps me on the leg and says, hey, let's go. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm thinking, did you get high before we came to church? I mean, it's like, I'm thinking in my mind, I just tried to ignore him, but I'm like, even if I was here to pick up girls, I wouldn't get up right when the pastor said that. I mean, I wasn't there to pick up girls, but, uh, you know, it was just like, and I don't know what he heard the pastor say, but he obviously heard him say, hey, look, people here for different motives, and, and maybe he was only there because I invited him to come, or maybe one of our friends said he'd beat him up if he didn't come, but I mean, I don't know, but uh, people come to church for different reasons, and what Jesus is saying, and Paul is saying, you need to be aware, just because someone comes to church doesn't mean they're here to worship God, right? I mean, people come in all different for reasons. I mean, there are people, I mean, might be news to some of you, there are some people that go to a church because they have their own business, they want to drum up you know, clients, and they go to a church for a few years, get some clients, they move to the next church, get some clients. I mean, there are people that come to church for a variety. There are people that come to pick up on guys or girls, get a husband, get a wife. I mean, you know, whatever. And people do that. And over the years, you know, we've seen that in church. But but there's a lot of critics, too, in church that, that come and say, well, you're doing church wrong. And, and in Corinth, there were people saying, Paul, no, you don't know how we should do church, and you're doing it wrong, right? And, and so Paul is saying, uh, you know, you guys say that I'm in the flesh, but really, they're in the flesh. And, and uh, I love this quote I heard. Uh, one day, uh, this lady was criticizing Pastor D.L. Moody for his methods in evangelism uh, in attempting to win people uh, into the kingdom of God. And uh, she was criticizing him. And Moody's reply to her was, uh, he said, I agree with you. I don't like the way I do it either. So tell me, uh, ma'am, how do you do it? And the lady replied, I don't do it at all. And then Moody said to her, well, I like the way I do it better than the way you're doing it. Right? And and so it's easy to criticize when you're not doing anything. Right? I mean, you all, you're Americans, you know about football, you know, and you've all seen the guy sitting in his couch in the living room saying, I wouldn't have thrown that interception and criticized the quarterback. And what an idiot. Didn't he see that guy wide open over there? When in reality, you couldn't play one play and they'd take you to the hospital. Right? I mean, A guy that weighs 395 and can run a, you know, 4060 or whatever, and I mean, you'd be out, right? But but in church, it's the same as armchair quarterbacks in the NFL. People sit at home, criticize. There are people that do it in church, and they were criticizing Paul. So Paul's talking to those people. In verse 3, he says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. In other words, he's saying, uh, we live in a fleshly body. So, you know, the Bible says we're triune being, body, soul, spirit. So we have a flesh. Paul's saying, you know, we have a flesh, but we're not warring in the flesh. And uh, so he's talking about this spiritual war. You've heard of political wars, culture wars, gang wars, right? Paul's talking about spiritual warfare. And every Christian is involved in spiritual warfare until the day you go to heaven. You can't get out of it, right? It's just a reality. And that's what the Bible teaches. And uh, in verse 4, he says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down stronghold. So now he's talking about, he's saying, look, yes, we have a flesh, but that is not how we are engaging in this spiritual warfare. He said, it's not carnal, but it's mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Now, strongholds, uh, you know, were a picture in the Old Testament when there was a war. A stronghold was a place where the enemy couldn't get victory, right? So when you think about a stronghold in a Christian's life, or for those people in Corinth, it could be an attitude, right? Have you ever been around a Christian who has an attitude and you think, man, that doesn't seem very Christian, right? Or, or it could be pride or all those things that the Bible says are of the flesh. Could be jealousy, could be gossip, could be bitterness, unforgiveness, could be anger, could be fantasy, right? I mean, uh, impure thoughts. When it talks about the works of the flesh, it talks about, you know, those sexual sins and those uh, immoral things, sexual immorality, that those could be a stronghold. Uh, it might be, you know, the way a person speaks, uh, Uh, you know whatever it might be we're going to stop there because we're out of time
0: thank you for joining us for today in the word we'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at calvary chapel calvary chapel caldwell would like to invite you to our community christmas eve services on sunday december 24th at 5 p.m and 7 p.m this is a great way to celebrate the birth of christ Festivities will include the singing of Christmas carols with a contemporary feel and a message from Pastor Bob Larson. For more information, visit us at our website at calvarycaldwell.com. Like us on Facebook and may the Lord bless you.
1: Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you
0: might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, May you have a great day.